Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out. It's the ultimate and commercial brokerage agent and, and team training. Uh, the website is CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, everyone knows retail has really been kind of turned upside down in a, in a lot of markets. Uh, with this COVID thing just kind of exacerbated the problems that retail was already having with online sales and things. And it seems like a lot more people are very, very comfortable doing online purchases, even more so than they were. Well, what's the real story with retail? How is it really uh, performing around the country? Let's find out. Uh, welcome my guest, Barbara Denham. She's senior economist with Moody's Analytic Reese. Barbara, good to see you. Good to see you, Michael. Well, uh, I, you know, you, I know you're in the in the city. <laughs> you're in New York too. So before we start talking about kind of retail around the country, I think a lot of people are kind of curious. Uh, hey, you know, what's it like in in downtown in the city, and, and especially with retail and things? Oh, uh, uh, New York City is uh, not doing very well. We have a lot of empty storefronts or temporarily closed storefronts. This winter was especially bleak, obviously with the cold weather. A lot of a lot of restaurants build these very clever outdoor uh, dining uh, huts or just kind of semi-enclosed dining things mm -hmm. on the street. Some of them are bubbles. Uh, they're very clever and they're very interesting to see, but uh, most of them aren't really warm enough for this kind of weather. So um, it's it's just been a bleak, bleak couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, how's the um, U.S. look overall on uh, occupancy of retail? Is it... Uh, has it been declining? Yes. Uh, so the, the the retail vacancy rates went up um, almost a full two percentage to 12.5% just in the last quarter. Um, and they'll probably go up again uh, this year. Rents were down in 2020, for sure. They were down over, you know, close to 2%, which doesn't sound realistic, but we see rents going down at least 8% this year. Uh, I, most of this distress in the retail sector we are going to see in 2021 and 2022. Uh, our forecast shows that the actual level rent, retail rents will not resume their 20, uh, 2019 peak until you know late 2020s at best, 2027 maybe. So it's a definite correction, uh, a serious uh, reacclimation to the retail market. A lot of retail sectors or uh, stores and big box will close permanently. Uh, before the pandemic, they were all converting to various uses because of you know the growth in e-commerce, and that will continue even more so in the wake of the pandemic. I mean, the, the big success story a year ago was the gyms and the trampoline parks and you know the Dave and Buster type of entertainment, and those all suffered disproportionately more so during the the pandemic. So. Their viability right now is in question. Of course, once a vaccine is up and, and running, a lot of people will have tremendous pent-up demand. So there will be demand for Dave and Buster's and restaurants and, and movies and everything else, but it's gonna take time. And I don't, you know, it's hard to say how many will survive this this long one-year shutdown. Not many. Yeah. So you said rents may not be back up to 2019 rental levels until 2027. That's what we're saying right now, yeah. Wow, wow, that that's amazing. 
Um, I've, I own some commercial properties. I own one uh, retail property I still own and uh, had a vacancy and a tenant just offered me uh, 50% of my asking rent. Uh, and then, oh, and they wanted free rent too, you know? So I'm like, uh, I don't think so, but it, that's a heck of a correction. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, uh, you know, rebound when, when there's this vaccine and it takes hold. I mean, consumers have, have saved a lot of money, right? So might its rebound be bigger than or faster than, than, than the 2027? Well, there's a, there will be a bounce for yeah. sure. Uh, and, you know, you can even wonder how there might be lines for restaurants because so many of them won't survive. And yet the demand will be so strong that there won't be enough restaurants and, and, and other venues to support the, the just the surge in demand. Um, I think about like the Broadway, re uh, the Broadway shows, um, most of them closed permanently. So, and everyone's dying to see a Broadway show. A lot of people, a lot of movie theaters won't survive and yet people will be dying to go to the movies. So yeah, you raise a very big point. I think there'll be a very, very strong surge in demand for a lot of consumer spending, um, the end of the summer, next fall. Uh, and, uh, so companies that can survive, I think will thrive. Um, it's just getting through these really dark days. Which retail property type, type is really getting hit the worst or will get hit the worst? Is it the malls? The malls for sure. Um, but it's really the, 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 it's, you know, it's clothing stores. It's, um, which have already corrected. Like, I mean, their employment levels are like 30% of what they were at the peak. Um, electronic stores, you know, everyone's buying that kind of thing online so you're not best buy is still surviving and, and doing pretty well but all the other smaller mom and pops probably um are suffering um yeah and it's the smaller venues you know the mom and pop stores that won't do well so you know eh, things will come around again there will be new retailers there certainly be new clothing store sales uh stores that are the new hot thing um, but, uh, it's more just that type of thing. I, I think even bookstores, there's a place for that because people want to, again, go, go out and sit in a Barnes and Noble. Um, they do want to try on clothes. They do want to try on shoes. It's just a lot of them have closed and e-commerce is really eating into whatever, uh, sales there are right now. Yeah. Well, you know, our listeners are all over the country. Uh, and I can tell you in, in Atlanta, it's, uh, the tale of two cities. I mean, downtown and, you know, the central business districts are, are, are a lot of retails hurting. A lot of the people aren't in their offices, so it's hurting the retail. But when you go to the suburban markets in Atlanta, they are crazy busy. The retailers, a lot of the retailers and restaurants uh, in the suburban markets of Atlanta are just really killing it right now. Are you seeing some of that around the country as well? That is the story almost everywhere. Okay. everywhere um and that's why our national average is looking so flat because there is a wide gap between not just the cbd and the suburban which is uh we're actually going to write a paper about that next uh, after i'm done my current uh assignment this month um because there is a very striking uh uh disparity between the cbds and the urban both for retail apartment and also office of course um but yeah, and then there's, you know, there's the cities that are doing well, like Atlanta, Phoenix, Denver, um, and then the ones that aren't, the ones like Boston, Chicago, New York, and San Francisco, where the cost of living has kept people away. And, 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 the, and the big question there is, who will return and, and when 
because they don't have to. If, if you know, Google and Facebook are saying you can work from home, then you don't want to live and work, pay rent and, and San Francisco market. A lot will, and it'll come back. But um, so there's a north-south issue there too. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. But, you know, they, they're saying, hey, our people can work from home, but they're out buying headquarters and leasing big, big chunks of space. So uh, I think uh, smart uh, business leaders are going to realize that to uh, be competitive uh, after COVID, uh, they're going to want all the benefits, I think, of getting people back together. At least at least some of the companies will really need it. So um, how about sales? Have there been enough uh, sales of retail properties to kind of get a, a flavor there of, of volume and cap rates? We have some cap rates for the retail sector. Um, they're mixed. Uh, for By and large, they're up. You know, it's a very risky category, but the, the properties that are selling are, um, you know, the better properties. So they're not going up as much as you would expect. Uh, and a lot of, you know, we have to be very careful if it trades as a retail property, it may actually be a development site. So you have to really look at to see what the buyer has the intention to do, keep it as a retail or maybe convert it to self-storage and industrial, who knows? So, um, so yeah, so largely the retail uh, cap rates are rising because property values are declining. Uh, net, uh, net operating income is certainly not rising, but um, I think uh, the denominator in that equation is, is um, shrinking faster than net operating income. So that's why we're seeing the increase. Uh, and, you know, there is this, the banks have, the good thing about this economy is banks are very sound. So they can keep interest rates low and they probably want to lend because their credit um, is, is still pretty strong. Their, banks aren't in trouble like they were 10 years ago. Uh, so that's a good thing. So they, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're probably in a much more um, uh, better framework to lend on, on, on purchases, which is keeping interest rates low, which should, you know, in theory, keep cap rates lower. Uh, so you've got all those competing factors there. Uh, but I think, uh, I, I think the, the, the fact that banks are so sound is good for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. And, you know, on grocery anchored uh, centers in suburban markets, those, those, those are just killing it and still doing well. Right. I mean, the, as far as investment sales as well, right? Absolutely. Grocery stores and Home Depot's um, they have done very well. Both both categories have done very well um, during the pandemic. Yeah, we just um, in the middle of an assignment helping um, a family office put together about ten different single tenant net lease properties. So we're heavily in that uh, uh, market, and some of my brokers have done that or do that all the time. But I don't do that all the time. I sell office buildings, so to getting in that, I couldn't I couldn't really believe how cap rates are compressing on some of those single tenant net lease properties. And, and and properties seem to be flying off the shelf. Yeah, no, I mean that that's that's why we're, you know it's hard to see what the average is doing because we've got the the balance of the good and the bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean for you know retail is always location, location, locations, especially the new grocery stores coming out. You know some of them are just so popular and really attracting a lot of um, you know. Uh, uh, consumers you know the, so the new new thing is great um you know every every other month i hear a new grocery store that uh is, is more popular than the one before so yeah it's a very safe in, uh, investment yeah well what do you think will happen barbara related to kind of this bounce back i'm already seeing some uh restaurant operators and and, and tenants uh jumping out here to try to get some of these redelocations and open new restaurants 
and get some of these great retail locations is because of what you mentioned before about a drop in, in rates and the huge vacancy. I mean, a lot of these tenants are just going to get really good rental rates and good deals. You know, it's the tenants market, no matter how you slice it, it's just a matter of how many of those tenants are going to be competing for, you know, it's, it's supply and demand. And I think in Atlanta, um, you, in, in the good markets where you, you are seeing population growth and, you know, very uh, strong, some very strong submarkets there, you know, they are going to seek lower rents and they're probably not going to get them if, if they have to compete, but they would be very well advised to act fast. Yeah. Um, but other parts of the country, you know, landlords will be pretty eager to get any kind of tenant activity, uh, especially in the CBD in, in northern cities. And you touched, Barbara, on the kind of change in use on on some of these retail properties uh, being kind of repurposed for uh, other uses. Um, and I suppose there's been uh, a slowdown in in supply. Is that right? Supply in in new, new construction. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. very slow, very slow. So if you have a drop in, in new supply, and you have some of these properties really being repurposed for other uses, I guess some retail properties. Uh, may bounce back uh, pretty strong, I would think, if there's a lack of new supply and, you know, and, uh, and some of these properties just kind of go away. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you're going to see a big um, turnover in, uh, but a lot of, a lot of uh, buyers are buying old develop, old retail sets and then tearing them down and building new retail. So there's always the, um, there's, again, there's always the new, new in retail. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, the good news is, yes, there's just not that much construction underway. You look at past decades, and anyone would have argued, even five years ago, that our country is over-retailed. Um, so it was just a matter of time before, you know, rents started coming down, and then e-commerce really exploded, and then the pandemic hit. So you've got a lot of forces acting against the sector in general. Um, but fortunately, warehouses are, are in well high demand, and self-storage really blossomed, too. Of course, now self-storage is oversupplied. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got a lot of competing factors there, but I do think that there is, um, there's, there's, there's room for optimism in retail. It's just going to take a few years. Yeah. Well, let's think about where there might be some opportunities you could share with us. Uh, you mentioned kind of repurposing some of these properties and, and redevelop them for, you know, warehouse or medical or, um, uh, you know, all kinds of, of uses like that. Are there uh, some other opportunities out there related to uh, retail, either in certain markets or, or other ideas? Um, you know, I see, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give one anecdote, like the very big popular uh, store in the, uh, the Philadelphia, Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey area, which is Wawa. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with Wawa, but it, it's, it, it had started as kind of a deli, but it's now a grocery store in Delhi. And there are a lot of people trying to um, buy development sites and putting in a Wawa. It's a very, very popular store. Um, so I don't know if it'll spread beyond the Philadelphia area, but it, it you know, it's it's definitely broadening its its success. Yeah, are there other are there certain cities um, where uh, that might be uh, opportunities to to buy in that uh, uh, might not get hit as worse as, as others? 
Yeah, I mean, right now it seems like the coastal markets are hurting. And of course, the New York and Northeast area is really hurting. Texas and Florida are doing the best. But within them, like Austin and Dallas seem to be on fire. Uh, you know, they haven't recovered all their jobs. No one has. But they're certainly the closest to kind of getting above that level. Um, and uh, Jacksonville, Atlanta. Um, but in the north, so I think when, once rents recover, bottom, I think as, as long as property owners are willing, you know, you can probably secure a very, very uh, affordable rent and set up shop in a lot of these cities and do very well. Uh, the, the high rents in New York City, for example, were already crushing the um, storefronts in New York City before the pandemic because no one could afford to pay these rents. And, 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 and a lot of property owners were like, well, we'll just wait for the next you know, uh, AT&T or something. And, and it just was, or Starbucks. And it just wasn't a good model because, um, you know, of course all those rents are now corrected. And um, there's a lot of those property owners probably, you know, if, if they can't fill those spaces, I, I just wonder if they even can pay their mortgage. Yeah. So. You know, and as you mentioned, one of the aspects of this rebound and recovery is, is the vaccine getting out there and, and people actually taking it as a, as a, a New York city dweller, you know, what's it look like from your view there, as far as when like you, you and your family and, and the people, you know, in New York feel like they're going to get vaccine. Yeah. Um, I think we're moving into the next phase. So, um, you know, I don't want to, I, I, I want to get the vaccine, but I want to wait my turn. So I, I just want to be told like, this is your turn. Um, so I think there's a reason to be optimistic. I think, uh, now the, you know, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine looks like it's coming out. So I think, uh, I think we'll be okay here. Um, you know, I can work from home. So, and my kids are, uh, studying remotely. So my husband's doing all his stuff remotely. So we're pretty safe. Um, and I think most people are, are pretty optimistic. Our section of New York City is actually doing a lot better than other sections. Um, like everywhere, it's like it's really a wide gap between the areas that aren't doing very well and the, and the ones that are. But um, and do you expect that you, you get your you might get in line? I mean, you're young and healthy. You're going to be last, Barbara. You're just going to be last. So <laughs> get ready. Well, the young part. <laughs> but if, from your view there in New York, when does it look like you might be? It? in line be there uh i'm i'm gonna optimistically say march late march, march maybe I'm yeah okay. yeah well that'd be good i hope everybody um wants to take the vaccine and we get it done quickly what would you leave our audience with barbara around the country to think about for uh, uh related to retail well i think we are past the bottom um i think things will only get better it will take a long time to fully recover, but we will be recovering. And I, and I really do think that pent up demand for spending and treating oneself will has compounded over time, which means I think people will be spending money on restaurants, especially um, travel, uh, maybe not to Europe or to the Bahamas, but, you know, domestic travel, I think will be very, very strong, especially car rides. Um and I, so I do think we will have a very strong fall and holiday season 2021. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, that sounds good. Reason to be optimistic. Barbara, thanks for the information and joining us. Thanks for having me, Michael. 
All right. And thank you for joining us around the country. Hey, do let us know what you think, uh, what you're seeing uh, in your market. Hey, please do connect with us on your favorite social media. And hey, be sure to subscribe to the show topic email that we put an email out once a week to hey tell you who's on the show and what we're talking about. You can uh, subscribe at CREshow.com. Well, until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Would you like a more inviting and safe environment for your property? Check out the ION technology for your heat and air system from Core Green Technologies. It's effective, safe, and won't break the budget. Visit core.green to learn more. Would you like to be the top producing commercial broker in your office? Check out Michael Bull's video training. Since you're a show listener, you receive 10% off your first purchase. At checkout, use discount code CREshow. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out. is the ultimate and commercial brokerage agent and, and team training. Uh, the website is CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, everyone knows retail has really been kind of turned upside down in a, in a lot of markets uh, with this COVID thing just kind of exacerbated the problems that retail was already having with online sales and things. And it seems like a lot more people are very, very comfortable doing online purchases even more so than they were. Well, what's the real story with retail? How is it really uh, performing around the country? Let's find out. Uh, welcome my guest, Barbara Denham. She's senior economist with Moody's Analytic Reese. Barbara, good to see you. Good to see you, Michael. Well, uh, I, you know, you, I know you're in the in the city. <laughs> you're in New York too. So before we start talking about kind of retail around the country, I think a lot of people are kind of curious. Uh, hey, you know, what's it like in in downtown in the city, and, and especially with retail and things? Oh, uh, uh, New York City is uh, not doing very well. We have a lot of empty storefronts or temporarily closed storefronts. This winter was especially bleak, obviously with the cold weather. A lot of a lot of restaurants build these very clever outdoor uh, dining uh, huts or just kind of semi-enclosed dining things mm -hmm. on the street. Some of them are bubbles. Uh, they're very clever and they're very interesting to see, but uh, most of them aren't really warm enough for this kind of weather. So um, it's it's just been a bleak, bleak couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, how's the um, U.S. look overall on uh, occupancy of retail? Is it... Uh, has it been declining? Yes. Uh, so the, the the retail vacancy rates went up um, almost a full two percentage to 12.5% just in the last quarter. Um, and they'll probably go up again uh, this year. Rents were down in 2020 for sure. They were down over, you know, 
close to 2%, which doesn't sound realistic, but we see rents going down at least 8% this year. Uh, most of this distress in the retail sector we are going to see in 2021 and 2022. Uh, our forecast shows that the actual level of rent, retail rents will not resume their 20, uh, 2019 peak until you know late 2020s at best, 2027 maybe. So it's a definite correction, uh, a serious uh, reacclimation to the retail market. A lot of retail sectors or, or uh, stores and big box will close permanently. Uh, before the pandemic, they were all converting to various uses because of you know the growth in e-commerce, and that will continue even more so in the wake of the pandemic. I mean, the, the big success story a year ago was the gyms and the trampoline parks and, you know, the Dave and Buster type of entertainment. And those all suffered disproportionately more so during the, the pandemic. So their viability right now is in question. Of course, once a vaccine is up and, and running, a lot of people will have tremendous pent up demand. So there will be demand for Dave and Buster's and restaurants and, and movies and everything else, but it's going to take time. And I don't, you know, it's hard to say how many will survive this, this long one year shutdown. Not many. Yeah. So you said rents may not be back up to 2019 rental levels until 2027. That's what we're saying right now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That that's amazing. Um, I've, I own some commercial properties. I own one uh, retail property I still own and uh, had a vacancy and a tenant just offered me uh, 50% of my asking rent. Uh, and then, oh, and they wanted free rent too, you know? So I'm like, uh, I don't think so, but it, that's a heck of a correction. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, uh, you know, rebound when there's this vaccine and it takes hold. I mean, consumers have have saved a lot of money, right? So, might its rebound be bigger than or faster than 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 twenty twenty seven? Well, there's a there will be a bounce for yeah. sure, uh, and you know you can even wonder how there might be lines for restaurants because so many of them won't survive, and yet the demand will be so strong that there won't be enough restaurants and, and, and other venues to support the, the, just the surge in demand. Um, I think about like the Broadway, re uh, the Broadway shows, um, most of them closed permanently. So, and everyone's dying to see a Broadway show. A lot of people, a lot of movie theaters won't survive and yet people will be dying to go to the movies. So yeah, you raise a very big point. I think there'll be a very, very strong surge in demand for a lot of consumer spending, um, the end of the summer, next fall. Uh, and, uh, so Companies that can survive, I think, will thrive. Um, it's just getting through these really dark days. Which retail property type, type is really getting hit the worst or will get hit the worst? Is it the malls? The malls for sure. Um, but it's really the, 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 it's, you know, it's clothing stores. It's, um, which have already corrected. Like, I mean, their employment levels are like 30% of what they were at the peak. Um, electronic stores, you know, everyone's buying that kind of thing online. So you're not, Best Buy is still surviving and, and doing pretty well, but all the other smaller mom and pops probably um, are suffering. Um, yeah, and it's the smaller venues, you know, the mom and pop stores that won't do well. So, you know, eh, things will come around again. There will be new retailers. There'll certainly be new clothing store sales, uh, stores that are the new hot thing. 
Um, but uh, it's more just that type of thing. I, I think even bookstores, there's a place for that because people want to, again, go, go out and sit in a Barnes & Noble. Um, they do want to try on clothes. They do want to try on shoes. It's just a lot of them have closed and e-commerce is really eating into whatever uh, sales there are right now. Yeah. Well, you know, our listeners are all over the country. Uh, and I can tell you in, in Atlanta, it's uh, the tale of two cities. I mean, downtown and, you know, the central business districts are, are, are a lot of retails hurting. A lot of the people aren't in their offices, so it's hurting the retail. But when you go to the suburban markets in Atlanta, they are crazy busy. The retailers, a lot of the retailers and restaurants uh, in the suburban markets of Atlanta are just really killing it right now. Are you seeing some of that around the country as well? That is the story almost everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. Um, and that's why our national average is looking so flat, because there is a wide gap between not just the CBD and the suburban, which is, uh, we're actually going to write a paper about that next uh, after I'm done my current uh, assignment this month, because um, there is a very striking difference. Uh, uh, disparity between the CBDs and the urban, both for retail apartment and also office, of course. Um, but yeah, and then there's, you know, there's the cities that are doing well, like Atlanta, Phoenix, Denver, um, and then the ones that aren't, the ones like Boston, Chicago, New York, and San Francisco, where the cost of living has kept people away. And, 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 the, and the big question there is, who will return and when? Because they don't have to. If, if you know, Google and Facebook are saying you can work from home, then you don't want to live and work and pay rent and, and San Francisco market. A lot will, and it'll come back. But um, so there's a north-south issue there too. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. But, you know, they, they're saying, hey, our people can work from home, but they're out buying headquarters and leasing big, big chunks of space. So uh, I think uh, smart uh, business leaders are going to realize that to uh, be competitive uh, after COVID, the, they're going to want all the benefits, I think, of getting people back together. At least at least some of the companies will really need it. So um, how about sales? Have there been enough uh, sales of retail properties to kind of get a, a flavor there of, of volume and cap rates? We have some cap rates for the retail sector. Um, they're mixed. Uh, for By and large, they're up. You know, it's a very risky category. But the, the properties that are selling are, um, you know, the better properties. So they're not going up as much as you would expect. Uh, and a lot of, you know, we have to be very careful if it trades as a retail property, it may actually be a development site. So you have to really look at, to see what the buyer has the intention to do, keep it as a retail or maybe convert it to self-storage and industrial, who knows? So, um, so yeah, so largely the retail, uh, cap rates are rising because property values are declining. Uh, net, uh, net operating income is certainly not rising, but, um, I think, uh, the denominator in that equation is is um, shrinking faster than net operating income. So that's why we're seeing the increase. Uh, and, you know, there's this, the banks have, the good thing about this economy is banks are very sound. So they can keep interest rates low and they probably want to lend because their credit um, is, is still pretty strong. Their, banks aren't in trouble like they were 10 years ago. Uh, so that's a good thing. So they, uh, you know, they're 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 probably in a much more um, uh, better framework to lend on um, on purchases, which is keeping interest rates low, which should, you know, in theory, keep cap rates lower. Uh, so you've got all those competing factors there. Uh, but I think uh, I, I think the the, the fact that banks are so sound is good for everybody. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a good point. And, you know, on grocery anchored uh, centers in suburban markets, those 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 are just killing it and still doing well, right? I mean, the, as far as investment sales as well, right? Absolutely. Grocery stores and Home Depots, um, they have done very well. Both both categories have done very well um, during the pandemic. Yeah. We just, um, in the middle of an assignment, helping a family office put together about 10 different single tenant and net lease properties. So we're heavily in that uh, uh, market. And some of my brokers have done that or do that all the time, but I don't do that all the time. I sell office buildings. So to getting in that, I couldn't, I couldn't really believe how cap rates are compressing on some of those single tenant net lease properties and, and, and properties seem to be flying off the shelf. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's, that's why, we're, you know, it's hard to see what the average is doing because we've got the, the balance of the good and the bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for, you know, retail is always location, location, locations, especially the new grocery stores coming out. You know, some of them are just so popular and really attracting a lot of, um, you know, uh, uh, consumers, you know, the, so the new, new thing is great. Um, you know, every, every other month I hear a new grocery store that, uh, is, is more popular than the one before. So yeah, I, it's a very safe in, uh, investment. Yeah. Well, what do you think will happen, Barbara, related to kind of this bounce back? I'm already seeing some, uh, restaurant operators and, and, and tenants, uh, jumping out here to try to get some of these redelt locations and open new restaurants, and get some of these great retail locations is because of what you mentioned before about a drop in, in rates and the huge vacancy. I mean, are all these tenants just going to get really good rental rates and good deals? You know, it's the tenants market, no matter how you slice it, it's just a matter of how many of those tenants are going to be competing for, you know, it's, it's supply and demand. And I think in Atlanta, um, you, in, in the good markets where you, you are seeing population growth and, you know, very uh, strong, some very strong submarkets there, you know, they are going to seek lower rents and they're probably not going to get them if, if they have to compete, but they would be very well advised to act fast. Yeah. Um, but other parts of the country, you know, landlords will be pretty eager to get any kind of tenant activity, uh, especially in the CBD in, in Northern cities. And you touched, Barbara, on the kind of change in use on on some of these retail properties uh, being kind of repurposed for uh, other uses. Um, and I suppose there's been uh, a slowdown in in supply. Is that right? Supply in in new, new construction. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. very slow, very slow. So if you have a drop in, in new supply, and you have some of these properties really being repurposed for other uses, I guess some retail properties. Uh, may bounce back uh, pretty strong, I would think, if there's a lack of new supply and, you know, and, uh, and some of these properties just kind of go away. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you're going to see a big um, turnover in, uh, but a lot of, a lot of uh, buyers are buying old develop, old retail sets and then tearing them down and building new retail. So there's always the, um, there's, again, there's always the new, new in retail. Um mm -hmm. Uh, the good news is, yes, there's just not that much construction underway. You look at past decades, and anyone would have argued, even five years ago, that our country is over-retailed. Um, so it was just a matter of time before, you know, rents started coming down, and then e-commerce really exploded, and then the pandemic hit. So you've got a lot of forces acting against the sector in general. Um, 
but fortunately, warehouses are, are in well high demand and self-storage really blossomed too. Of course, now self-storage is oversupplied. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got a lot of competing factors there, but I do think that there is, um, there's, there's, there's room for optimism in retail. It's just going to take a few years. Yeah. Well, let's think about where there might be some opportunities you could share with us. Uh, you mentioned kind of repurposing some of these properties and, and redevelop them for, you know, warehouse or medical or, um, uh, you know, all kinds of, of uses like that. Are there uh, some other opportunities out there related to uh, retail, either in certain markets or, or other ideas? Um, you know, I see, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give one anecdote, like w- the very big popular uh store in the uh the philadelphia maryland delaware new jersey area which is wawa you know i don't know if you're familiar with wawa but it's it it had started as kind of a deli but it's now a grocery store in delhi and there are a lot of people trying to um buy development sites and putting in a wawa it's a very very popular store um so i don't know if it'll spread beyond the philadelphia area but it, it you know it's it's definitely broadening its its success yeah. Are there other, are there certain cities um, where uh, that might be uh, opportunities to, to buy in that uh, uh, might not get hit as worse as, as others? I mean, right now it seems like the coastal markets are hurting. And of course the New York and Northeast area is really hurting. Texas and Florida are doing the best, but within them, like Austin and Dallas seem to be on fire. Uh, you know, they haven't recovered all their jobs. No one has. But they're certainly the closest to kind of getting above that level. Um, and uh, Jacksonville, Atlanta. Um, but in the north, so I think when, once rents recover, bottom, I think as, as long as property owners are willing, you know, you can probably secure a very, very uh, affordable rent and set up shop in a lot of these cities and do very well. Uh, the, the high rents in New York City, for example, were already crushing the um, storefronts in New York City before the pandemic because no one could afford to pay these rents. And, 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 and a lot of property owners were like, well, we'll just wait for the next, you know, uh, AT&T or something. And, and it just was for Starbucks. And it just wasn't a good model because, um, you know, of course, all those rents are now corrected. And um, there's a lot of those property owners probably, you know, if, if they can't fill those spaces. I, I just wonder if they even can pay their mortgage. Yeah. So. You know, and as you mentioned, one of the aspects of this rebound and recovery is, is the vaccine getting out there and people actually taking it as a, as a, a New York city dweller, you know, what's it look like from your view there, as far as when like you, you and your family and, and the people, you know, in New York feel like they're going to get vaccine. Yeah. Um, we're moving into the next phase. So, um, you know, I don't want to, I, I, I want to get the vaccine, but I want to wait my turn. So I, I just want to be told like, this is your turn. Um, so I think there's a reason to be optimistic. I think uh, now that, you know, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine looks like it's coming out. So I think, uh, I think we'll be okay here. Um, you know, I can work from home. So, and my kids are, uh, studying remotely. So my husband's doing all his stuff remotely. So we're pretty safe. Um, and I think most people are, are pretty optimistic. Our section of New York city is actually doing a lot better than other sections. Um, like everywhere. It's like, it's really a wide gap between the areas that aren't doing very well and the, and the ones that are. Yeah. 
but um and do you expect that you, you get your you might get in line i mean you're young and healthy you're going to be last barbara you're just going to be last so <laughs> get ready the young part <laughs> but if, from your view there in new york when does it look like you might be in line be there uh i'm i'm gonna optimistically say march late march, march maybe I'm yeah hoping. yeah well that'd be good i hope everybody um, wants to take the vaccine and we get it done quickly. What would you leave our audience with, Barbara, around the country to think about for uh, uh, related to retail? Well, I think we are past the bottom. Um, I think things will only get better. It will take a long time to fully recover, but we will be recovering. And I, and I really do think that pent-up demand for spending and treating oneself will has compounded over time which means I think people will be spending money on restaurants, especially um, travel, uh, maybe not to Europe or to the Bahamas, but, you know, domestic travel, I think will be very, very strong, especially car rides. Um, and I, so I do think we will have a very strong fall and holiday season 2021. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, that sounds good. Reason to be optimistic. Barbara, thanks for the information and joining us. Thanks for having me, Michael. All right. And thank you for joining us around the country. Hey, do let us know what you think or what you're seeing in your market. Hey, please do connect with us on your favorite social media. And hey, be sure to subscribe to the show topic email that we put an email out once a week to hey tell you who's on the show and what we're talking about. You can uh, subscribe at CREshow.com. Well, until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. If you appreciate the show, think about the opportunity to do business or refer business to our sponsors. Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies. For incredible commercial agent training, visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Vista Property Reports. Use smartphone location technology for commercial real estate due diligence. Visit vistapropertyreport.com slash CRE show. Core.green. Use ION technology to create a safer environment for your real estate. Visit core.green. For more commercial real estate intel, forecasts, and strategies, visit CREshow.com.